kind of sounds almost too good to be true, but I do find this very intriguing. A woman that's eager to meet me, wants to go to go to dinner with me, and also loves food and is also a Germanophile and wears glasses. I'm definitely intrigued because I've never known anyone else that loves Yaois as much as I do. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Mr. A+. Plus. Now, this time I'll be answering messages from emails. And here to help me is my producer, Mandy. Hello, how are you? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? Excellent. I'm really good. I feel like winter is about to end and that's making me happy. Yes, it's only nine more days. And have you noticed that there's lots of blossoming of flowers and things happening around? I think I have. And after these nine days are gone, do you know what that also means? What? Eight down and four to go. Till when? Christmas? No, until the year's over. Why do you want the year to be over? Or are you just counting down the months? I count down the months. I, I do it every year. Yeah, of course. So, Michael, I know you've been doing your acting classes on a Saturday morning now for a few weeks. How are they going? They're a lot of fun and I'm getting a lot of benefit from it. Are you practicing any yeah. of the things that you're learning at home? Yes, for um, prep. it's prep for um, the next lesson. So you have exercises to do. What kinds of things? I know you don't want to say all of it, but what kinds of things? It's just remembering lines for s- scenes. How are you going with that? Very well. I'm... It's not that much of a struggle for me anyway. To remember? No. Because your memory, you've got, is it a photographic memory or just a very strong memory? Yep, photographic. Okay, so you can look at those lines. How long does it take you to memorise them? About a few times. Like just a handful of times? Yeah. Wow. Do you know most people would love that skill? That's an incredible skill. It's a pity, isn't it? So tell me, if you have a shopping list that your mum writes out do you bother taking it to the shops or do you just look at it and memorize it i just take i just take it you just take it okay because it's just another errand that that she asked me to do (laughs) i love the way you rolled your eyes when you said that okay so what do you like to memorize anything that's to do with scenes from acting yeah and i suppose lines from movies and things like that that you like to do as yeah as impersonations yeah, and I also t- have this tendency to remember certain dates as well. You do. And, and a lot of people are constantly blown away by how I'm able to remember them. I am, constantly. I'll just randomly say a day and then you're like, oh, so-and-so was born that day. You, you're seriously surprised by that? Yeah, because me- memory's one of those things that's really different for each person. And I don't have a great memory, and the older I get, the worse it gets. So having a photographic memory would be such a handy thing. Yes, it would. You, uh, you're a lucky man. All right, so let's just um, outline what's going to happen in this episode today. There's a film that I'd like to review. Okay. And there are some emails I'd like to respond to as well. Yep, no worries. We'll get to the emails at the end. I'm interested about this movie review. Go for it. Okay. The film I was going to review was Man Up. But unfortunately, it's a Region 2 disc, and Region 2 discs do not are not playable on Region 4 players. Man Up is a romantic comedy written by Tess Morris, who was on my podcast recently, mm-hmm. back in July. And we wanted to get the movie so that you could watch it before the interview, but unfortunately it arrived yeah. late, didn't it? Yes, and I know why. Because you ordered it from the United Kingdom, and because you didn't even... 
know what that and you didn't and you want to know that region two discs do not are not playable on region four players no idea mate i had no idea that there was a difference in dvd players yes there is i know that now but i like i haven't used a dvd player in many years oh my god you guys really don't are really far into the future aren't you well yeah I mean, you're hanging on to some old technology, but you you like it, it's good, and it works for you, so I didn't realise. So now we've got a disc that you can't use. Yes. All right, well, I'm not going to buy you another copy of that movie. You're going to have to buy it yourself. <laughs> Did you seriously believe I was going to ask you to purchase me another copy? No, I didn't, but I was just saying, maybe you're better off doing it because you know what kind of player you have. Yes. Now, I'm actually going to take this time to explain to you what these regions are about. Right. Okay, good. Okay. Around the world, there are certain DVD region codes. Right. Eight of them. Region one is for Canada, the United States, and US territories. Okay. Region two is for Japan, Europe, South Africa, the Middle East, including Egypt, and Greenland. Region three is for Southeast Asia and East Asia, including Hong Kong. Region four is Australia, New Zealand... The Pacific Islands, Central America, Mexico, South America, and the Caribbean. Right. Okay. Region 5 yep. is Eastern Europe, Russia, the Indian subcontinent, Africa, North Korea, and Mongolia. Okay. Region 6 is yep. China. Okay. Region 7 is reserved for unspecified special use. And finally, Region 8 is for special international venues for air and oceanic travel. So each of those regions has a different DVD player and requires a different DVD. Exactly. Have you had this problem before? Have you had? Have you encountered this problem before? No, I haven't. Well, you can either give that to somebody in a different region or people hang DVDs and discs in their trees because the sun hits them and they shine and they can scare away birds when you want the birds not to eat your fruit in your fruit trees. We don't have any fruit trees here. Okay. You can use it as a frisbee. <laughs> I don't play frisbee either. You can use it as a drinks coaster. I don't think that's going to be possible. Right. Well, you can bin it then, but don't tell Tess Morris. Not bin it. Okay. What are you going to do with it? Never throw away DVDs. If you, if you have no use for them, donate them. And are you going to get in touch with Tess Morris and let her know that it was not working? Actually, there's not really much point in telling her that. I'm just going to purchase the DVD on eBay. Yep. In Australia, yep. and then watch it, and then tell it, tell it my thoughts on it. All right, so let's get back to the movie that you are going to review today. Is this yes. a movie that you watched on DVD, a working DVD? Yes. Okay, what's the name Last of the movie? Night. Oh, okay, good. What's it called? It's called The Imitation Game. And this, oh, is this the it, one with um, Benedict? Benedict Cumberbatch? Cumberbatch, yes. And Kira Knightley. Oh, Nice. Well, it's basically set in the winter of 1952 when Alan Turing is in a police station and tells his time of working as a crypt cryptanalyst yep. in World War Two. So a code breaker in World War Two, yeah? Yeah, that's right. It's a very complicated thing. Well, breaking codes, absolutely. So why was he in prison, yeah. though? It's because he was a homosexual. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. So back in the 50s, that was criminal, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. That's terrible. Under British law. Yeah. Yeah. In many places, not just Britain. He was a code breaker for the English? For Her, Her Majesty's government. He was also a mathematician, and he was in a boarding school 
which he was bullied greatly. He was often a bit of a loner. Well, this is Benedict Cumberbatch's character. Yes, 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 yes. Alan and Turing. This this whole film is based on a true story, and it also showed real-life footage from back in World War II. Mm. Tell me a little bit more about the ways he cracked the codes. He invented a machine that would um that would break down the German messages more quickly than the human brain could, even in a team of, like, five or ten people. So before that, it was just the people cracking the codes? Yep, but the Germans were um resetting the codes every day, and there were, like, millions and millions of possibilities. So this machine sounds like it was pretty revolutionary for the for the war effort. Yeah, for its time, yeah. What was the overriding feeling that you had after watching the film? It was um, quite intense, but not, um, not to the highest level, but I was actually pretty impressed by Benedict Cumberbatch's performance. Yeah. And Keira Knightley's performance, because they're both, both amazing British actors. They are. They're brilliant, as always. What other things has Benedict Cumberbatch been in? He's been in Doctor Strange in the, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He was also in Sherlock. That's right. That was the big one that broke him, wasn't it, mainstream? Yep. I still need to keep watching that one. And he and his wife, they look beautiful together. Oh, that's nice. At the end, it describes that Alan Turing eventually um from suicide... Oh, no. That's so tragic. He was 41. Because when he was discovered as a homosexual, he was given only two options, being sentenced to two years in prison or being um, on medication. What was the medication for? To try and cure his homosexuality? Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's terrible. But also, in the end, his machine that he that he built actually um, saved millions of lives and shortened the war by at least... By just under two years. Isn't that remarkable? Those um, machines became those machines that that we call computers. Back then, they were called Turing machines. So today, when we go to email or we go to use a computer, we should remember that he was a pioneer in this field. Yeah, I think he was. On a scale of one to five, I give it maybe a four. Wow, that's a good score. Solid. Mostly thanks to Benedict Cumberbatch and Kira Knightley. They stole the show. But the story the story's yes. a good story. It's a solid story. And, and for actors to really yep. shine, they need a good story, right? If you're given a crappy sh- story, it's hard to be a good actor. Yeah, it is. So do you want to hear some emails? Yes, of course. Let's dive into it. All right, here we go. Hi, Michael. I'm a huge fan. My friend Alice and I think you're a wonderful person and love watching you on Love on the Spectrum and listening to your podcast. Recently, Alice has had a few hiccups and she hurt her hand and had to have emergency surgery on her hand. I was thinking of things that might cheer her up and I thought how special it would be if she could get a message from you. Would it be possible for you to give a shout out and tell her to get well soon? Her nickname is Burps. So it would be amazing if you could send her your well wishes and call her Burps. I know it would cheer her up. Kind regards from Ashley. Hello, Ashley, and hello, Alice. No. A.K.A. Burps. <laughs> Burps, I wish you a speedy recovery and a very smooth one as well. And I wish you all the best of luck when you finally recover. Mm. And to always stay safe. And just be careful, okay? Yeah, careful with the hand. Yep, definitely. No high fives for burps. Maybe, um... A fist bump. Even then, you want to be careful if you've got a sore hand, really. Yeah, definitely. Maybe you could do what the New Zealand um, Maoris do and just rub noses. Yeah, I think that would be better. Just rub noses. Why do you reckon she's called burps? <laughs> I don't know. 
I bet it's because she burps a lot. One possibility, I suppose. Do you know how to do a fake burp? No. Do you want me to do a fake burp? Sure. Uh. I can do that on demand, which is pretty cool, right? That sounds real to me. Uh. I need I need a liquid to um to burp. If you were asked to do a fake burp at your acting class, how would you do it? I'd need some kind of drink to do it. What what if you were just asked to just improvise a burp? Go on, do it. Burp. That sounded just like a burp. Take care and good luck, burps. <laughs> All right, Michael. I just finished listening to the How to Woo Mr. A Plus episode. And when Mandy said you had a voice message from Kristen Bell, I was just as shocked as you. My eyes got huge. My jaw dropped. And I said, what? I was so excited for you. So don't worry. You weren't the only one that fell into that trap. Ha, ha, ha. I truly hope that one day you get to speak with her. Much love from California, Katie L. Thanks, Katie L. That's very touching. Um, Kristen Bell, in case you're listening, I would be honoured to have you on my podcast. And in fact, I would love to work with you on something because you're one of my favourite actors from America. I got, I had really got to say this. You're probably tired of hearing this, but I just got to say it. One of the things I love about you is you're so tiny. <laughs> Why do you like that? Because she's the same height as my mother. Oh, that's funny. Except Kristen Bell's funny. My mother's not. <laughs> oh, your mummy's funny. Come on. Not to me. Let's hope that somebody listening to this podcast right now knows Kristen Bell and sends her a message to say, listen to this podcast, and then we get an email that says, I'd like to be on the podcast. Wouldn't that be an honour? All right. You ready for the next one? Yep, definitely. Hello, King Michael. My name is Grace. I am 12 years old from the Adelaide Hills in South Australia. First of all, I loved watching Love on the Spectrum with my family last year and I absolutely loved it. I found myself replaying your scenes a lot. I listen to your podcast every night and I find it very warm and comforting. It makes me feel like I'm part of the conversation. If a kind girl asked you out but you weren't really into her, how would you respond? Warm regards, Grace. Hello, Grace from Adelaide Hills. To answer your question... um. I would still go out with a girl and see how things go. But if you weren't into her after that, how would you respond to her? I would just basically tell her that I um, see her as a friend and that I'd like to be, be friends with her. And I suppose, too, you can say things like, I'm not feeling a connection, a romantic connection with you. Yeah, I would be honest with her. You're very good at being honest. And I wouldn't go so far as to call myself a king, even though I'd like to see myself as one. I think you should improvise being a king for a moment and, uh, and respond. Greetings to Princess Grace of Adelaide Hills. The king would like, to, would like to wish you the best of luck and also thank you so much for your beautiful message. It was very warming. And if you ever come to Sydney, perhaps you, you could possibly see me in my castle. We interrupt this wonderful conversation to tell you a story. The story that I'll be talking about is how I first fell in love with yellow chocolates and why they're very important to me today. It all began when it was in the early 2000s when I was in the first couple of years of school. When mum was shopping one day, I was with her because she always took me and my siblings with her while she was shopping. I came across yaoi's in the confectionery aisle and... I actually liked what I saw. 
what the box featured and the designs of the Yowies. So one day mum got me one and after I ate the chocolate, I liked what was inside the, the capsules, which were um, animals, but you had to build them at the time. It became a fascination for me. And one of the few things that that's contributed to my passion and love for animals with me, Yowies became something that I was really attached to for, for a really long time. My mother used to get them for me every week when I was a kid. She used to either put them in my lunchbox at school or put one on my bed when I came home from school. Every time I saw a Yowie on the bed, I became ecstatic because they were my favorites, my favorite chocolates. Don't get me wrong, the chocolates are really nice, no question, but the thing is, the important thing to me was um, the animals inside the capsules. And because I loved building things, I loved putting things together, I liked doing puzzles of sorts. And these were also like puzzles, but they were much more simple as well. But I didn't really take collecting of Yaris too seriously, not until many years later. In 2005, there was a dispute between Cadbury and the Yowie creators, so because of that, they discontinued the Yowie line. I was unaware of this because I was 11 years old at the time. I admit this with embarrassment and regret that for several years, I actually forgot about them. And then one day, five years ago, I found that the Yowies were coming back to Australian shelves. Well, I first encountered them again in a Via rental store in in Wollongong five years ago and I was actually delighted because it brought back a lot of childhood memories those feelings of happiness came back as well I thought to myself I haven't seen these in years but it did feel great to see them back in Australia nevertheless every time I went to that to that various store I always bought a yaoi there because that was the only reason why why I went there in the first place I also know something else about the Yowie products. The toys were very different. You didn't have to build them. They were already together in, in one solid figure. The papers that came with them looked a lot more attractive and appealing as well. And they also featured more information about each animal. Their scientific name, their conservation status, a photo of the animal, and where they're found, and what their unique abilities are. So that year, 2017, it was around February at the time, I began to fall in love with Yowies all over again. To be honest, I find this generation of Yowies more preferable because they have more appeal and because the animals look even better and they have an improved product safety as well. With these Yowies, I didn't really display them at all because I didn't think of it at the time. So I had them all tucked away in a container somewhere in my quarters and my mother one day discovered that the Yowies are back so she decided to get me one, which I did find surprising, but it did feel great to be given a yaoi again, like old times sake. And it brings back a lot of those fond memories where mum used to get me them every week when I was a kid. It was one of my fondest memories from childhood. As a kid, I, I memorized the names of the yaoi characters and they've stuck with me ever since. I've always remembered their names. I've never once forgotten. Their, their names are Rumble, Ditty, Crag, Boof, Nap, and Squish. I kind of like to think of myself as the Yowie Ambassador. And so that you guys can learn about animals from me. And who knows, you might even come across Yowies yourself. 
the Yowies were the birthplace of my deep love and passion for animals. One that has intrigued me, Michael. Yes. Hello, I am a fun-loving 30-year-old single girl who would absolutely love to go on a date with Michael. I live in Perth but would fly over for the opportunity of a dinner date. I also share his love for all things food-related and German. Likewise, I love formalities and a man in a suit wins my heart. There has never been a birthday gone by when I have not received a yaoi from one of my friends either. It's a long-standing favourite of mine. Every time he releases his new podcast on a Wednesday, it is the highlight of my week. I would be beyond grateful to meet him. Cannot wait to hear from you. Kind regards, Sarah. P.S. I also have glasses. I hear he thinks they make a girl look intelligent. That they do. Michael, Sarah from Perth. Now, we should explain that Perth is a very, very long way from where you are. Yes, it is. It's literally the other side of the country. Yes, but it's, but it's still in the same country regardless. Now, what's your first reaction when you hear an email like that? It kind of sounds almost too good to be true, but I do find this very intriguing. She says she works as a physiotherapist in mental health, which is interesting. That's a very great career. So, has it piqued your interest? Actually, it has. A woman that's... That's eager to meet me, wanting to go to go to dinner with me, and also willing to fly all the way from Perth just to do that. And also loves yaoi's and loves food and is also a Germanophile and wears glasses. I'm definitely intrigued because I've never known anyone else that loves yaoi's as much as I do. Okay, you're not just going to say fly over from Perth, right? That's just a bit silly, isn't it? Not silly, no. I wouldn't say that... So- that's her first thing. That's what I mean. You don't want to do that, right? You want to start some no. sort of communication. So what if I flicked yeah. you her email address and you could maybe email her back? What do you think? Sounds like a good idea. And besides, what's the worst that could happen? Could this be the start of something big? Hopefully. But it's intriguing nevertheless. Oh, I can't wait to hear what happens here. <laughs> this one is from Amy. She's a high school teacher in the States in Birmingham, Alabama. And she lives in a suburb called Hoover. She watched your show. She loves you. She said she's also neurodivergent. She has many students that are also neurodivergent. She said, you're so Mm. funny and I really enjoyed your outlook and perspectives about autism. And I found your podcast today and I'm so thrilled to share it with my students once we return to school in August. So that means there might be a whole classroom of students listening right now. Mm. I hope that you keep up with your podcast and I wish you all the best of luck with your acting career. This is, this is what I would like you to have a listen to. You have truly helped neurotypical people have a better understanding of neurodivergence and that is such a positive way to contribute to society. You are impacting folks mm. all over the world. Best wishes to you in all of your future endeavours, Amy. Well, all I can say is, hello, Amy. Thanks for your email. It was quite surprising because I never thought that I'd be that inspirational. I guess maybe I have made a bit of a difference to help people understand more about the autism spectrum. I guess that is quite an achievement. It is. And I know sometimes you, I don't know, shy away from that, but I think it's, it's a great thing. To all of Amy's students... I'd like you to remember these words. Never be ashamed of your differences. Embrace them. Accept them. We're all unique. We're all meant to be unique. 
Because if we're all uniform, what is so special about that? It's our differences that make us special. We all have our own paths in life. And whatever you want to do with your, yourselves, go for it. And if you get a chance, take it. Great. Love it. Do your absolute best in life and never give up. Great advice. I think you'd be a great teacher, Michael. Would I? Not a high school teacher, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> that would be tough. Thank you so much, Amy, from from Alabama. Hoover, Alabama. Hoover. Hello, Mr. A+. So excited to write to you. I've enjoyed listening to your new podcast. It is great. I've been listening here and there, but recently had a drive out of town for several hours and got to listen to loads in a row. It was such a delightful treat. I was most impressed with your talent for historical dates. Now, my birthday is January the 24th, and unfortunately only know that that was the day of Ted Bundy's execution, the uh, US serial killer. Yes, I'm aware of all that. Are you? Yes. Okay. Well, I would love it if you could provide me with some more positive notes from this day in history. Really enjoy what you are doing and hope to hear more of your talents soon. Cheers from the USA, Carrie Kelm. Hello, Carrie Kelm. Thanks for the email. You share a birthday with several other people, Neil Diamond, John Belushi, Sharon Tate, it's also the same day that um, Lucy Montgomery was born. Who's Lucy Montgomery? Lucy Montgomery is actress and comedian from the UK. Right. She's full of sunshine. Oh, that's a nice way of describing her. So there's some fantastic ones there, Kari, for you to remember. Yep. So thank you, Kari, for your wonderful email. I wish you all the best of luck in your life, wherever it takes you. Another exciting email for you here. And what's that? Let me read it to you, and I'm going to describe your face when you hear this. Okay. My name is Matt Fogel, and I wrote the movie Minions, The Rise of Gru. You can imagine my surprise when I tuned into my favourite podcast and heard Michael's thoughtful review of the movie. Will you please let Michael know how much it meant that he dressed up as a gentle minion and saw the movie? I'm such a big fan of his, and it's always amazing when people you admire see your work. Thanks again, Matt Fogel. Michael's face is... <laughs> he has a shocked look on his face. His eyes are bulging. He's blinking hard. <laughs> Michael, the person that wrote that movie has emailed you. I'm surprised. How cool. I know. Although, I would like to say this to Matt Fogel. Um... Danny Trejo and Dolph Lundgren and Lucy Lawless and Jean-Claude Van Damme could have had more lines. <laughs> okay, don't hold back. I, so that's the advice you've got around the movie, but, I mean, you enjoyed it overall, if I remember. Yeah, but out of those characters, I did find Stronghold to be most interesting. Minions The Rise of Gru was supposed to be released two years ago, but it got postponed numerous times. Thanks to my arch nemesis. My arch nemesis is a certain virus that I refuse to discuss on this po on this podcast. I have already emailed Matt Fogel and asked him if Ooh. he would be so kind to appear on your podcast. Yes, let's do it. I'm actually quite surprised that he found out that I got dressed as a gentle minion. I think you put it on your Instagram. Oh, yeah, I did. Maybe he saw it that so way. So I did. And we hashtagged yeah. gentle minions, so maybe he found it that way. The other thing is he said he listens yeah. to your podcast, so he would have heard it on your podcast. And I'm still surprised that, that he's that he's a fan of me. How amazing, right? Yeah, I know. So I emailed him and I said, I said, Matt, we would love you to be on this podcast. I'm sure Michael will be thrilled. 
Guess what? An email came back. What? From Matt Fogel? Yes. This is what he said. This was such an exciting email that I woke my girlfriend up to tell her. I would love to be on the podcast. He said he's travelling for a few weeks and he's going to help set up something after he gets back. Michael's jaw just dropped. He looks a bit like a minion. (laughs) What? (laughs) Isn't this the best? You think? He was so excited he woke his girlfriend up. If, if we get him on this podcast, I have an idea that I've got to tell him. A spin-off series on The Vicious Six. Well, Bell Bottom, she can get stuffed. Save it because you're going to have to talk to him all about it. I don't want you to blow your idea now before you've mentioned it to him, okay? Okay, cool. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen, because we're going to be talking with Matt Fogel in the coming weeks. In fact, I'm actually, I've actually decided, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get Minions, The Rise of Gru on DVD when it gets released. And I actually really enjoyed it. And because I've also begun to develop a recent fascination with um, Danny Trejo. This is great stuff. You can talk to Matt all about it. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you so much for your lovely emails and for taking your time out of your busy schedules to write them to our po- to my podcast. I want you all to stay, ch- to stay tuned for, the, for our next guests in the coming weeks. I'm really pleased that you've, en- that you've enjoyed listening to the podcast. It means a lot. The email address for the podcast is Mr. A plus podcast at gmail.com. Okay, Mandy, um, thank you so much for your time and efforts today. It was very helpful, so thank you. I think there's some fun stuff happening for you. I want to hear what happens when you email back the lovely Sarah from Perth. I want to see how this develops. Yes, of course. That would be amazing. <laughs> Catch you next time, friend. Thank you, Mandy. It was lovely having you join me today. So thanks for your time. Auf Wiedersehen, chap. See ya. Ciao. Sayonara. Au revoir.